From the banks of the Avon, welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted, because all are welcome. The voice for that sheep in all of us is Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his views on today's issues. Everything, nothing is off limits. His insights come from not only his years as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Do you got something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook, Roblox Sheep Rebranded. Email Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com, Rick at rstherapygroup.com, or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca. And now, here's Rick. I wonder what he'll talk about today. Good Friday afternoon, folks. Hopefully you're off to a beautiful beginning of your weekend. Hopefully. Maybe not. Let's listen to Ann Murray for a second. Well, folks, we are going to try the best we can on these Friday afternoon wrap-ups to take a look at the news of the week. We're going to take a look at what's going on in the world and how that could be affecting our mental health and not only how it's affecting our mental health, but what can we do about it? So I'm going to start with what Ann was talking about there, which is the bad economy. The bad economy is going to get worse, you see. I, I truly, uh, I, and, and I, this is going to sound sarcastic when I say it, but I giggle in the back of my head because I, I, I see regularly these posts. And, and there's, if I open up Google right now and I take a look and it says Ottawa uh, says that interest rates are going to soon, fall sooner than expected. Yesterday, I read a post saying that interest rates were going to stay higher and, and so borrowers should expect it to be higher than what it's been in a long time, for a long time to come. This mixed message is coming, and the mixed messages are from around the world are coming because what we are seeing is is truly people who are, are just taking a, a jab at, at news, a jab at whatever. I remember a year ago saying to uh, the manager of a bank, interest rates are going to go up. And she said to me, they can't. And I said, well, what do you mean they can't? That's how the government controls inflation. And she said, well, no, because people wouldn't qualify for the mortgages. And I said, well, that is going to be a problem for sure. But interest rates are going to go up, absolutely, without a doubt. And and it's, it's, it's this is a person who's the manager of a bank, a manager. And but one of the basic things she didn't understand is what inflation rates do and how the how the the Bank of Canada, how the the government of Canada and the government of of all over the world manipulate the economy by interest rates. And so what we've had for nearly 20 years has been artificially low. And and when I say artificial, I mean truly it's been well we'll just let everything just 
keep going and we're not going to actually try to manage anything. We're just going to have this free money. Well, there isn't a whole lot that's free in the world. And one of the other interesting things that has happened is all of this, this conversation about inflation. What is inflation? So when people read the news and they read the, this headline, we are going to have interest rates higher for a long period of time. No. What we're going to have is where interest rates have been historically. So if you look back over the last 100 years, this is the historic range that they've been in. And so very few people want to go to work and not get paid. And interest is how banks make money. Interest rates are how they control and manipulate the economy. And what happens when governments and when when different institutions lend money, borrow money, it's all based on interest rates. And so historically, uh, over the last 100 years, we are in the range, uh, maybe maybe half a point above what, what we've been statistically over the last 100 years. And so my very first mortgage back in the mid-80s was 12 and three quarter percent. And that was that was the, the very and, and I was happy with that. I was like, oh, I've died and gone to heaven. It's, it's under 13 percent. And people today go, how can that be? And the, the way that that happens is, believe it or not, greed. So just think about this. So greed and access. So if a cow goes out today and eats grass and is, is eating grass that was grown in a field, that grass in 1980 and the grass in 2023 was fed by water falling from the sky sun coming down from the sky, and nutrients in the soil. And so what in those three things happened that made it so that milk is more money? Well, the expenses are higher. Where are the core expenses higher? The core expenses aren't actually higher. What it is is because people want a better standard of living, and standards of living is what actually generates inflation. It's actually not anything else. I want more money, and if I can get more money for my product or for my services, then I will get more money and therefore my standard of living. But what's happened in the last 12 months <clears throat> has been something that people just truly have no concept of. And, and again, as I said, people have been saying, oh, my dear God, the world's going to end. No, the world isn't going to end. What's going to happen is the artificially generated economy of the, of the last 20 years as we went through you know, year after year after year of ultra-low uh, interest rates, again, where's the freedom? Where's the free money? doesn't exist. Nothing is free. And so, unfortunately, what's happened is we have people who are you know, into owning a home for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and the only thing they ever saw was interest rates go down. Well, unfortunately, old saying, what goes up must come down. And this is one of the things that happens also in reverse within an economy. What goes down will go back up. So, folks, don't get so excited about a headline that you see. Where get used to interest rates. They're going to be up for a long time. Flip it the other way. Get used to interest rates coming down. 
because that's going to happen sooner than we think. Again, all this is, is just somebody sticking their, their finger up in the air and going, what way is the wind blowing? So, Rebe Rebecca, what do you think about the news that's been up over this last week? What do you think about what's affecting you personally and what's, what's, what's going on in the news? The mixed signals, I'd say. Like you would talk about with the interest rates. And then today I saw that there was a map about what the, a massive um, attack on the U.S. would look like. And that's pretty scary. And yet, ironically, right, what you're looking at when you see a, 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 this mass attack on the U.S., what you're doing is, is again, go back to the, the 1960s, go back to the 1970s, Cuban Missile Crisis, go back to historically looking around, when one of the things that there was was actually drills at school for for students to be this is where you're going to hide in the in the event of a nuclear strike this is what you're going to do these things occurred in the 50s 60s and early 70s and then all of a sudden well no no that stuff isn't going to happen we've lived this experience before and hopefully again what got us through that was that the this idea of assured mutual destruction kept everybody in check. And hopefully that idea is still going to stand uh, pat today. Do we have anybody who's crazy enough to actually guarantee that every single person on the planet is going to get wiped out? And hopefully we don't have that. Hopefully we have enough common sense in every person on this planet and there's been enough stops and, 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 and checks put into place to ensure that, again, assured mutual destruction, that whole idea. There's a great old movie called War Games. And, and, and I highly, I, I suggest you all go out there and watch it. It's where a computer takes over Cheyenne Mountain, in, in, uh, which is an a Air Force base in the U.S. It's a, it's a joint military base with all of the services of the U.S. Canada also has a, a little toehold in there. And that idea of assured mutual destruction, again, when war games, this was just in the age when computers were, were coming out and computers were going to start to take over. And so they were going to automate the silos and they were going to automate all these things so that there would be no human intervention because they did a test and, and people wouldn't actually turn the key and launch the missiles to, to guarantee that they're going to destroy millions of people. So we're going to get rid of people. We're going to do it all automatic, all through automation. And again, it's a, it's a great movie. Take the time to watch it. But again, assured mutual destruction, that's, what, that's what's kept this planet going. And even if we go back historically, if we go back to the days of the Romans conquering the world, what happened? Again, assured mutual destruction. And so others came up. And others put the people who were who were getting too too big, too full of themselves, put them in their place. And so again, humanity, horrible things have happened, but we have survived. Right, but in the past times, we would have had preparation in case something did happen. I don't see or hear about anybody prepping for. What What do you mean by preparation? Well, like you just said, they were like drills in school. Mm -hmm. Are the drills in school today? <clears throat> Nothing happens today, and the reason why nothing happens today is because everybody's too sensitive. 
And that just plays on everybody's nerves and stuff because people don't know what to do if something bad was to happen. And and so I, I see these posts where you know people are talking about you know the greatest generation, the, the generation that fought in the Second World War, and this generation can't even figure out what gender you are. I, I take great offense to that, and I take great offense to that because. Those statements are about very few people. They're not about the general population. If you actually look in the news, again, from this week, you have to go dig for it. But if you look in the news, University of Waterloo, um, a professor there and his team have come out with an, what looks like a leaf to actually absorb car- carbon. And so to take the, the, the carbon dioxide out of the air, to filter it out, and to be able to encapsulate it so that we can clean the air. That's not headline news. Go look for it. It's a University of Waterloo prof. It's amazing if you spend the time to go look. But again, if it leads, it bleeds. And if it bleeds, it leads. That is the news. Exactly. And so what they are showing you, what they are, what we are seeing, what we are being fed is not necessarily the whole truth. And so without getting into Hamas, without getting into Israel, Palestine, any of those things, I have clients who were, who were born in Palestine. I have clients who were born in Israel. I have clients who, who still own property and land there. It's devastating what's happened there, but it's also devastating what's happening in places all over the world because people don't want to rein themselves in. People don't want to actually just let go, move on. And, and people only want to go from their narrative, from their perspective. A few years ago, I was talking to a driver. He was talking about how bad the economy was, how bad his rates were for trucking, how bad this was, how bad that was. And, and I said to him, but just hold on here. And we went across the board, publicly traded trucking companies. And, and we went digging deep. What, what are these trucking companies actually getting as a return on their investment? What are they actually showing publicly traded companies? What's happening? And what we found was when the two of us did this, was that what he's getting paid reflects what, what the trucking companies were showing, right? Because again, these are publicly traded companies. Their books are open, you know, as open as can be, but their books are are quasi-opened. And his rates, what he was making, right in line with all these other companies. And so all of a sudden, you know, a change of attitude. And that's what we need to do, is we need to stop and realize that what's happening here is is this whole concept of we need to dig. We need to be responsible. I found a video. And Rebecca, I'm going to want your take on this. Okay. Pierre Elliott Trudeau, back in the 70s. There's a video that, that uh, I, I saw earlier this week. And he's talking about how bad the news is because the news wants to make everybody experts. And why would people want that? Just trust your government. Just trust the government that... And so back in the 70s, this is when news, when TV, when all these things were still just kind of growing into society. And so we were now getting the 11 o'clock news. We weren't just getting the 6 o'clock news. We were now getting the 11 o'clock news as well. And he was like, oh, people, I don't know why you'd want all that bad news right before bed. No, you don't want that. And, and you know, these ideas of governments, 
to keep people in the dark? Again, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, the father of Justin, you know, the inspiration. What we need is information, but we need is authentic information, real information, good information. And unfortunately today we need to go dig for it. Which we really shouldn't have to. It should be right there in front of us. Unfortunately, right, what happens, though, is news. So if you take CNN, you take Fox, 24-hour news, CP24, they're all 24 hours. So that means they have to be finding things to put on there. They, they can't just go, hey, what's going on locally? What's going on? They have to find the most extreme situations to only give you the extremes. Because anything in the middle, nobody's going to listen to. Nobody's going to watch. Nobody's going to really care about. And so that whole news story about the University of Waterloo prof and, and, and his ability to start to, uh, and, and again, what they've done is they've, they've been putting research into this. They've been doing it for a few years. Is this scalable to a large size? And the answer is yes. And so now they're looking for funding for them to actually go out there and produce this in a large way. No news source is going to want it, wants that to be headline because that isn't sensational. But at the same time, aren't we getting desensitized to sensational news? Absolutely. So it's got to be getting worse and worse and more bloody and more everything else. And so, you know, people will go on and on about video games. I, I have a, a client who was in his late 20s at the time that he mapped this out. And in his late 20s, he'd already spent 13000 alone on war on uh, one, one war game uh, video. Uh, and I, I don't want to give the actual names because I don't, I don't want to give plugs for, for people to go there and, and, and play these games. But all of the games he played were violent. And if you took the, the one at 13,000 hours, and if you took all of these games and you combine them all up, he had more than 20,000 hours before the age of 30 that he had spent on a computer playing video games. And every single one of the games that he played was desensitizing him to the horrors of life, to the horrors of the reality of the world. There's a really cool, and and anybody who knows me knows I'm a a big sci-fi fan, Star Trek, Star Wars, um, um, and and um, anything you you name it to do with sci-fi, and I'm a I'm a huge fan. And there's an original Star Trek, and the original Star Trek, where James D. Kirk, you know, Spock, right? They, they all are beaming down to this planet. And when they get down to this planet, they realize that this planet has turned war into basically a computer and so they launch missiles at each other and it's a theoretical hit and so then people would just show up at these chambers to give their lives over because so many people theoretically died in that attack and i remember this one really cool line from that from that show where you know kirk says war should be messy and it's because of the mess that we should avoid it and, and unfortunately, what we're doing is we're desensitizing to how life is so fragile, how life is so, so fragile, and it is so precious. And what we need to do 
is preserve it. So instead of preserving it, what we're doing is we're looking around and we and we go, no, it's 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 easy. And unfortunately, modern medicine, because everybody thinks modern medicine can fix everything, everybody can be brought back, everything can happen. And and I saw uh, evidence of that this summer when uh, uh, a young man, uh, when his his grandfather was dying, completely tuned it out. Well, nobody actually ever dies today. He'll live. He'll just go into a computer. It's something that happened to him. He won't actually stop to exist. No, he actually would die, and he did, and he stopped existing. And I miss that man every day. I miss golfing with him. I miss doing stuff with him. I miss just the quirkiness of him. I really do. I miss campfires with him. I miss drinking with him. He was a great person, and he stopped existing. And and this is so incredibly sad, because yes. We've become detached and we've become emotionally isolated from the true carnage of the end. And so when we were back in the 50s and 60s and 70s and we were being told, hide under your desk, do this, do that, do these things if a nuclear event happens. These are the things we were taught how horrific all of this is. From the 80s to now, We've been taught by video games that we can do anything and we just hit reset and we do it all over again. Your thoughts, Rebecca? Wow. I've played video games and the extra life comes in handy so often when you just get started into video games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, it's, it really messes with your brain when you think, well, you know, I can muck up and I'll just get another chance mm-hmm. well sometimes if you muck up you don't get that extra chance and if somebody decides to do something crazy mm-hmm. then none of us will get a second chance and it's so crazy to think like that and unfortunately we need to Stop desensitizing the children to this and desensitizing society to this and realizing that there are real repercussions, there are real consequences. And, um, you know, when you hear the news of a true interest rate going up, um, yes, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. And perhaps we should have been changing our lifestyle anyhow. Yes, things are changing and perhaps we should have been changing them anyhow. But what's most important? We've been through this as a society. And we will survive. People will go on. In one corner of the world, we will go on. So any thoughts on closing, Rebecca? I guess just to remember that there's always good news if you look hard enough to find it. But one of the interesting things about good news is, and looking for it is you have to be open to it. Exactly. You can't just be prepared for the bad news that's going to come. And so, ironically, I I did mention to one client this week who was feeling down about the world, and I mentioned that University of Waterloo prof. And that person said, ah, slightly fake news. It's too good. Really? Yeah. So... Let's, uh, let's wrap this up with uh, wishing everybody an absolutely fabulous weekend. And hopefully um, when, we, when we get into uh, the weekend, y'all are going to have yourselves a good one. If you're working on it, 
uh, we salute you. If you're not working on it, please be safe. Please enjoy. And uh, as we roll into uh, you know the, the months of autumn and rain and gray weather, and hopefully it's not snowing too much where you are, um, right here in southern Ontario, so far we've been blessed uh, with some pretty good weather. And hopefully it continues for you as well. Stay safe, everyone. So as Anne Murray plays out in the background again, folks, thank you very much for tuning in to Black Sheep Rebranded. Uh, thank you for having us now in 22 countries. And thank you for having us uh, as, as part of your journey through this life. And um, please, please uh, take some time for your own mental health and take some time to take a breather. Sit down, have a coffee, enjoy a moment with a friend. Go out for breakfast. Do the things that are going to make your world a little bit better. And also keep in mind, right, here we are at Black Sheep. Uh, we're doing what we can. And if you all need to chat, let us know. If you want to hear anything, again, let us know. And, and as your host of this and, and the creator, uh, I, again, I can't thank you all enough for, for tuning in. So, again, for Rebecca, thank you very much for 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 making this podcast possible and, and from the bottom of my heart and from everybody else behind the scenes here at Black Sheep. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend and we will be chatting with you guys on Monday. Have a wonderful. Bye.